0: If you have your Bibles, you'd like to turn with us to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 through 25. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 through 25. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed." For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the bishop, to the shepherds and the bishop, that is the overseers of your souls. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for that work, that work that you did on the cross. And Father, we're so grateful that Jesus said, just before he bowed his head and gave up the ghost, it is finished. Lord, how we thank you that the work of salvation is finished and it's up to us to claim that work and to move forward in worshiping and serving you a true and living God. For we ask all this in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated all <coughs> excuse me, all through the New Testament you will find the suffering and the, the horrible things that our Lord went through. Even in the miracles that he did, there was always somebody who was criticizing, <clears throat> excuse me, criticizing what he was doing. And just this week in one of our devotionals, uh, where he healed the man, it wasn't so much the healing, but it was the day that he'd done it on that they didn't like. And I'm thinking, well, what difference does it make what day it happened? But it did happen, a miracle. Miracles never cease to happen. Even today, in our own lives, God performs miracles. Now, I think back. I want you to think back, if you can, the day that you were saved. Hey, that was a miracle in the the day of my life. But I did not realize what great of a miracle that it was, okay? I was just a child. Now, some of you have been, saved, have been saved as an adult, and you can look back and you say, man, I am so glad God saved me from what I was. Well, I'm thankful also, but I'm sure that I'm not as thankful as some of you who really have been way out there, and God got you and brought you in and saved your very soul. But nevertheless, it's a miracle. It's a miracle if you're saved. It's a miracle. God wrote your name and my name down in the Lamb's book of life. It's there. It is in heaven today. And Jesus is coming back, regardless of what people might say, regardless of what people might think. Now, you might think the house would be packed out, okay? People wanting to get in. Well, I, uh, one of the uh, devotional stories this week, said the doctors usually wait and the patients comes to the doctors. But in this case, the doctor took his crew and went to where the sick were and administered medication, shots, whatever to these people at no charge. You know, it's nothing short of a miracle that God would even think about sending his son to this earth to die on a cross for you and for me. Now you might be thinking, well what, hey, I'm already saved, so what has this got to do with me? It has everything to do with you and me. Because you and I, if we're saved, we have the seed of salvation. And we need to be willing and ready to give that seed to the lost that they might be saved. Because I believe, hey, I may not see it, but my prayer is that I will be alive when Jesus comes. I'm not afraid to die, but I would just love to be alive when that great event takes place. And by the way, on God's calendar, there is nothing that's to happen. It's all done been happening except the return of Jesus. Let's look at the work of salvation. I I hope you'll keep your Bible open because verse 24 is the only place we're going to be. Now, we're going to have some other scriptures, but as far as pointing out what you and I need to know today about the work of salvation. I encourage you to take and write these words down. All of them are gonna start with a P, okay? So when we think about the work of salvation, first of all, there's the person by whom it came. Now, if you look at that verse, the person by whom it came, the Bible says, who his own self. I underline the word own right there. Nobody forced him. Nobody made him. But even though he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, Lord, let this cup pass from me. However, if it's, if it's not your will, I want your will to be done. And his will, God's will was for Jesus to go to the cross and die for you and me. The person, you know, by whom this came. It, it come by a man, by the way. You know, no matter how great of men we might have in our world today, if they were to go to the cross and die, it wouldn't pay for it. none of you and my salvation. Not one. It was only one that could do that, and that was Jesus. And you know, hey, that's, that's another biggie, to, to, to a reason to go to heaven after we're saved, is to meet the one who paid the debt. Uh, you know, I wish I could stand before you here today at 73 almost and say, hey, I'm debt free. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm still making payments, okay? And as long as I can make the payment, I'm okay. But I don't want to get so strung out that I'm wary of whether I can make it or not. But that payment of salvation, y'all, listen, it is done paid, it is in the bank, and the devil can't get to it. Hello? He cannot get to it. If he could, he would like to erase your and my name from the Lamb's book of life, but he can't do it. Now, even though we're saved, the devil says, hey, I know you're saved, and I know you're going to heaven when you die, but I'm going to give you hell while you're here on earth. And he does. I heard a sermon one time, and I, if I could find it, I'd preach it here. I don't know where it's at. Don't it they may not never find it. But the title of that sermon was Christians Living in Hell. No, I don't believe Christians go to hell. But the life they're having to live on earth is hell. The person by whom it came was Jesus. Secondly, not only the person by whom it came, but I want you to look at that same verse. We see the plan of by which it worked. By, that verse says, bore our sins in his own body. You know, while hanging on that cross, he bore the whole weight of the world's sin. You know, that, that's the only problem this world has. This prob- the problem this world has is S-I-N. And when you spell S-I-N, I am in the middle of that, Okay? I can't blame anybody for my sin. It's me. I'm the one that makes the choices. And I need to be guided by the Lord God Almighty. And the best we can do, the devil's gonna see to it that something goes wrong. Listen, I I believe this way. The closer you get to God, the harder the devil's going to kick as a Christian. Now, a lost person, he's got you. Hey, he's got you. You, you, he's done proved to you that he's gonna look after you. you, You, everything's going well. But what would happen if you were right now, and we've had that to happen in our, in our congregation, people pass out and had to have the ambulance come and have the guys towed them out. We've had that to happen here. What if it was you as a lost person and they came and they checked and they say, hey, he's dead. Or she's dead. It's over with. Where will you be five seconds after you hear him say, hey, it's no use. He's dead. Where will you be? There's only two places, heaven or hell. You're either lost or saved this morning. There's no in-between. And when I look at that person, I think of the plan that God had. And I heard a song that simply said, while Jesus was on the cross, I was on his mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for salvation. And it's free. And so many people, when you talk to them about accepting Christ, so many say, well, uh, I think I'll just wait. I want you to look at Isaiah, Cassie's going to put Isaiah uh, up on the screen, 53, 5 and 7, look what it says, that he, there's Jesus, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord laid on Jesus the sins, the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before his shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. No complaint. He knew, hey, this is what I've got to do. People, I, I've heard some off the wall things like, well, he was Jesus. He probably didn't feel all of that. It was just a show. Let me tell you something. My Lord felt every pound of that hammer that drove the nails into his hands and into his feet and that spear when it was rammed into his thigh. He bore your and my sins. And I thank God he did, it's paid for. No more payment has to be made. When I think of the work of salvation, I think also thirdly, the place, the place where it happened. Notice in your Bible, Bible says on a tree. Now, Bible also says that's a place of shame, a place of shame Um Give me uh, Galatians 3.13, Cassie, please. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. It wasn't enough just to be arrested. It wasn't enough just to be beaten. But before the whole world, the people who were there on that day, our Lord was exposed, suspended between Earth and heaven, bleeding, dying for you and me. You know I think of that thief that said, "Hey, man, if you who you are, won't you just take us down from here and yourself?" But well, how about the other one who said, "Lord, remember me when I come into your presence." Let me tell you how quick the transition is from right here to heaven. Jesus said, today you can be with me in paradise. That place is there. That place is real. Jesus said, I've gone to prepare you a place. i got a place there. You as a Christian, you have a place there. And you know, many of us have, we built our houses and and we're so proud and house, proud of our houses and, and where we live and we love to show it, but let me tell you something, there's nothing to compare with what awaits us that are saved. Also, let me give you another point. <coughs> Excuse me <coughs> from this verse, the price is reco- that was required. That verse says, by whose stripes? Can you imagine being tied to a post and beat with a whip until the blood streams out? Our Lord was beaten. He was bloody. He was bruised. The Bible says, for your and my sin. No other reason. He did it, and he did it for you. He did it for me. so healing comes by the stripes of Jesus. Now, I know many people, listen, many people have died with cancer, died with heart attacks, died with strokes. And we pray, Lord, heal them. Let me tell you something, as a Christian, the moment they quit breathing with a heart attack, stroke, cancer, whatever takes them out, they are immediately healed and in the presence of Jesus. Hey, and we're gonna see them again. Yeah, we miss them. We miss them. But we're going to see them again. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing my Lord and my father. I'm looking forward to seeing my family. But I'm going to tell you what little lady that I'm looking forward to seeing. That's my grandmother. The only grandparent I had. She was about four foot tall. Fiery. I mean, she'd get on to me in a minute. But I can still see and I can smell that fried chicken in that black skillet and her hollering, come on in and eat dinner. Dinner was at 12, okay? I also looked forward when she came come on and eat supper. The Bible talks about supper, okay? But it also talked about the little boy's lunch, I know. So it depends on where you're from, but it doesn't matter to me. Just bring it on, whether it's in the middle of the day or in the evening. You know, I, I'm just ready for it, but the price has been paid. Let me give you a fifth thing right quick. The people by, for whom it was done. Bible says that we being dead to sin. Listen, if you're lost today, You're only guilty of one sin. I don't care what your life consists of. If you're lost, you're only guilty of one sin, and that's not believing and accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the only thing you're guilty of. How simple is it to get rid of that guilt? Just simply say, Lord, have mercy upon me. I'm a sinner, and I'm asking for forgiveness. Come into my heart and save my soul. Just that simple but people put it off They make it so hard, so hard. The price has been paid. Healing comes to the guilty sinner because of the price that Jesus paid. The people for whom it was for, hey, spiritually did, but now it's being saved. We are very much alive on the spiritual side. And again, the devil is gonna do all he can to cause you to become a dysfunctional life, family, whatever. But listen, know in your heart if you're saved, get it together. Be the leader in your household. Husbands, that's, that's where you are. Daddy, that's where you are. You're to be the spiritual leader in your house. You're to call the shots. But I tell you this, I thank God when Jesus said, it ain't good for you to be by yourself. (laughs) I'm gonna give you a helpmate. And Lord, has he given me one more good helpmate? Amen? I mean, my soul. I told her this week she went over to keep grandbabies. (laughs) I thought, well, if I can get into bed and and go to sleep this night, it'll be over with. Man, I was tossing and a turning. I told her, I said, let me tell you something. If something happens to you, I'm finding somebody because I don't want to be by myself. <laughs> hey. I wasn't scared. I just, there was nobody there. And you know what my devotional was the, the next morning in, in Ecclesiastes was, hey, hey, two can warm each other up. Hello. I'm serious. That's what the book says. Two. One by itself is cold. <laughs> hey, it's God so good. I was by myself and I was cold. And the next morning he said, well, two though makes it warm. Hey, I tell you what I do some nights. I go to bed before she does and, and uh, I'll get over on her side. You know Why? So be warm when she crawls in there. If you ain't done that, guys, do it. It ain't going to hurt you to get a little cold. I feel sorry for some of you that sleep by yourself. Maybe you need a teddy bear. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> I don't know that they have these things, but I ought to invent an electric teddy bear. You just flip it on like an electric blanket. It just warms up. and You just cuddle up to the bear. <laughs> Slap it if you want to. It ain't going to hurt you. My goodness, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the word is so plain, so evident, so easy, so simple, and the devil says to you that are lost, you can't make it. You can't make it. You've been so bad, you've been so far out, God never have you. Let me tell you something, God will have you if you want him, hello? He will. All you gotta do is ask let me share with you the problem it removes. That same verse in there, if you look, you find the word, ye were healed. You see, the work of redemption is God's cure for the sickness of sin. Man told me, he said, Come see me anytime you want to, but don't come on Sunday because I golf on Sunday. Come during the week and I'll talk with you, but don't bother me on Sunday. That's my golf day. I begged, I pleaded with him. No, I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Come anytime you want to, but don't come on Sunday. It wasn't long after that conversation, I was called to the hospital because he was having chest pains. Long story short, he got saved, he got baptized. Hello, he got saved, he got baptized, he joined the church and became one of our deacons. He was strong in the Lord and still today, he is my friend and he has not forgot. No, he didn't give up golfing, but he was in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. All right, let me give you the last thing. The purpose for which he suffered what does the Bible say? Should live unto righteousness. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to live a right kind of life. Hey, the best I can do, I told you, I file up, I sin, I commit, I do this, I do that, but I say, Lord, have mercy upon my sorry soul. Why did I do that? Why did I make such a crazy decision? You know, so many times we don't consider God We say, well, I I can handle this. I can get by with this. We don't consider God. We need to do that. You see, Christ died to make us dead to sin and alive for him. You see, a dead corpse can do nothing. It does not hear you. It does not see you. It does not smell you. Hey, it's dead. But the soul, if that person was saved, that soul is very much alive. So when we accept Christ as our Savior, we become a new child. Now, let me say this to you. I don't know your life, but God does, and you do. If you're not close to the Lord, whose fault is it? God has nowhere to go. He's everywhere, so guess who's moved? You know, it's you. It's me that moves. But he's waiting on us to come home, just like the daddy was waiting on the prodigal son to come home. Jesus God, the Father, is waiting on you and on me. You know, the high cost of living is nothing compared to the high cost of hell without Jesus. No comparison. I beg you, I plea with you today. You know what you need to do. You know who you are. You know where you are in your life. But just think about it right now. Hey. The doctors have told me, hey, my I could have a heart attack anytime. I could have a stroke anytime. There's not a day goes by that I don't hurt in here. You say, why don't you do something about it? I have. He said, you got some many, little bitty tiny arteries that's stopped up. Then the a thing we can do about it. So just when it hurts, take your nitroglycerin pill and sit down. Okay, well, if it's the time to come, I hope it's a major blowout. You can't fix a blowout. You can fix a flat, but you can't fix a blowout, okay? I'm prepared. I'm ready. Jesus has done paid the way. What about you? This morning, you're going to have an opportunity. The altar is going to be open. I will be at the front. God loves you. Jesus gave his all for you. I beg you, if you're not saved, please come. Punch your neighbor and say, hey, will you go with me? My goodness, I wish somebody in the congregation would do that to me. I'd run, to see what you want. Hey, walk with me. I'll go with you. Jesus said, I won't leave you, and I won't forsake you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the pleasure, Lord, it gives to share your holy word. And I pray that you're blessed. Now, Lord, you know who's in this congregation. You know what each one needs. And Lord, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would be real to those that sit in the pew right now. Lord, I pray for those that are working with our little children behind the walls back here. I pray for them. I pray that your will be done in their lives. And God, we'll thank you and praise you for all you do for us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.